The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier eSport betting site. Log on today to bet on all your favorite eSports titles at the simple click of a button. Choose your game, choose your team, earn Unicorns, and who knows, maybe you'll earn enough to enter to win any number of fabulous prizes, such as Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins in their marketplace. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I am a free agent, head coach, and analyst, as well as a contributor at Slingshot Esports. And welcome to the fourth edition of our World Championship Guest Alliance podcast. We are, have had a lot of fun trying to break down all of these gambling lines before they came down. And then wildcard teams like Albus Knox just don't seem to care about any of our analysis. So we've gotten to enjoy some fun world games along the yes. way. I personally, if you followed my Twitter account, at RedshirtKings, shameless plug, shameless plug, uh, you'll know that I was out for a lot of the earlier games today. But I have read a, a lot of things about the games. I followed all the live Twitters. I had Walter uh, giving, you know, catching me up to date. So I feel ready to go and ready to extend my lead <laughs> on this Guest Alliance challenge that we have going. And of course, this challenge would not be complete without my good friend and co-host, Walter Cietis Fedchuk. Walter, how are you doing, man? Well, you know, you, you missed two pretty great games to start it, and then uh, you, you you lucked out. You, you luck or dog <laughs> you, because you missed arguably the worst game of Professional League of Legends I've ever had the displeasure of watching, and it was 73 minutes long, and God, I'm, I was tired as it was, and then that game and the just SKT drubbing of Ime just like put me to sleep. And I, I, uh, I'm just, I, the SKT game was great. It was vintage SKT, exactly what we expected, but it was just boring. It was a stereotypical yeah. SKT is going to win this game and I'm just tired and I don't want to deal with this anymore. And I mean, I can't if it makes you more games better. to watch. Like, I still have to watch this game before our preview you know our recap podcast that we're going to do on yeah. tuesday at slingshot esports yes uh, for those of you who are interested in that kind of thing this is not a recap podcast if you're looking for our analysis of what happened in group d you're going to have to wait till tuesday we are going to be focusing on what is happening tomorrow slash today by the time you're listening to this that is sunday yeah. it is day four of the first week of the world championship we have groups a b and c to talk about and we start with the group that we did not see today, which is Group C. And it starts with AHQ versus INTZ. Walter, INTZ, such a strong opening by taking out EDG. Seems like they crashed back down to earth against H2K. What do you think INTZ has to do if we're going to relive that upset magic that made this so much fun to watch for yeah. us? Yeah, so Revolta, Yang. Let's just let's just talk for a second. Just you, you, us three, just real quick. Um, why, why, Revolta? Why didn't you go to Yang's lane at all in the game against H2K? <laughs> was there a wall? Like, 
I, I know Trump has talked about wanting to build a wall between <laughs> the U.S. and Mexico, but he did not build a wall in between top lane and your jungle. Like, you can actually still go up there. It's not like the base gates where there's, like, this invisible barrier or anything where you're not allowed to, like, cross the threshold. You're not a vampire. Oh, like, man. None of these things. You're, you're, like, you can go gank. You can go, like, kill the top laner and get your best player ahead and let him hard carry the game just like he did against EDG. Do, do you not remember how you won the game against EDG? It was literally you two putting the rest of your awful team on your shoulders and going, let's go boys, hop in the backpack Yoda style. Like, <laughs> I, I can't come up with enough metaphors to describe what you correctly did in the game against EDG that you shouldn't have won and what you didn't do in the game against H2K, which like, that should have been the game you won. So, yeah. It was weird. Gank for I, Yang. I mean, on the one hand, I think that a rumble is kind of hard to gank for because it's intrinsically pushing forward. It doesn't leave a lot of room for an enemy to overextend just mm -hmm. by the nature of the champion. But my counter to that is, why are you picking rumble first rotation then? Like, there was no need. You hadn't seen what H2K, like H2K first picks the Karma, which probably shouldn't got out of pick and ban, but accepting that that happened, like... Why do you feel a need to get Rumble of all things when there are so many other counters, so many other interesting things that you could do in the top lane, which would have given Yang more of a carry power? Because let's face it, the thing about Rumble is he's really good in team fights, mm -hmm. but he cannot solo carry. There's a certain point at which Rumble hits his gold spike, and he's just no longer nearly as powerful mm -hmm. as some of the other top laners that can scale more strongly into the late game. And Yang is the guy you need to play around. It just felt like it felt like INTZ played safe. It's like they had this game against EDG and they understood that they were the underdogs. Mm -hmm. And so they went all in, they went balls to the wall, and they really made a whole bunch of plays happen. Yeah. And then they realized that they could win that game. So maybe they don't need to be so aggressive against H2K. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a massive mistake. I yeah, think I that, agree. you know, spoiler alert, wildcard teams in general do their best when you have you know, a, a team that understands that they are the underdogs and are willing to go all the way to try to pull off that victory. Right. INTZ did that against EDG. I don't think they did that against H2K. Do you think that they do that against AHQ? And if so, what does that mean for the line you give out? I think they really need Chawi to play. Or mm. Chawi not to play. They need Westor to play. So... Um, so Talkers doesn't have such a hard time in the mid lane because Westor loses lane to pretty much anyone. I think he's lost lane to the Machi mid laner. Like, <laughs> and I know I constantly beat up on Machi LMS fanboys, but that's literally because that's the only other team I know in the LMS outside of J-Team who was good for most of the season, AHQ, and Flash Wolves. So sorry, Machi. Yeah. You're my scapegoat for the rest of Taiwan. Um, he needs to not play Oriana. He needs to actually play something that has some sort of engagement in the laning phase. Like, I've seen three Orianas now. I don't understand why people are playing this champion. Stop mm -hmm. playing this champion. It's not working. Like, yeah. maybe it's good. Maybe it's still good, but it's not working. Like, stop playing it. Um, so I kept AHQ as pretty heavy favorites, though. I have mm -hmm. AHQ at minus 450. Yeah, and, and to piggyback off your Oriana point, like I think it's a good champion in general. Like any champion that has an ultimate that can single-handedly turn a team fight will always have value. But you have to take yeah. into account what you're giving up. And what all the mid laners we've seen, 
you have the ability to dominate your lane or you have this really nice scaling into the late game. Mm-hmm. Oriana has neither of those things. She is a team fight heavy champion that needs perfect setup. And if you're INTZ, that's not what you want to be counting on in this yeah. latest. That is a terrible idea. Please don't do it. That said, I have been so shell-shocked by Flash Wolves over the last two days that I have forgotten that I have a lot of reasons to still feel good about AHQ. I had it at minus 400. You had it almost exactly. It's minus 455. Ooh. Which puts INTZ at a really interesting plus 300. And it's one of those bets where I can't do it because I still have to believe that one Taiwanese team is going to be good. <laughs> and for the record, if you remember my team-by-team previews, I did say I thought AHQ was the better team. That, no. is, that is stated on the record. But plus 300 for INTZ to remember what they did against EDG, it's in play. That's all I'm saying is it's in play. We'll see. We'll see. It, it's definitely interesting. Um, I just... We'll see. We'll see if they remember. <laughs> we'll see if they remember what they did in that EDG game. That's all I yeah. can say. And, and meanwhile, EDG seems to remember how to play like a League of Legends team. They're playing against H2K this week. They did not seem to struggle very much against AHQ, um, which given how highly we thought EDG was going to be going into this, uh, this group stage, that's not particularly surprising. Mm-hmm. It was surprising just how dominant it was after they had struggled so hard in game one. Mm-hmm. Are we back on the EDG is really good bandwagon, or do you still have concerns going into this H2K game? I still have concerns. Um, from the play that we've seen from TSM and from EDG, I would now move TSM into that third position, mm-hmm. and I would put RNG right on the heels of, of EDG, despite uh, the loss to, to Samsung for Royal. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, I don't care about the outcome of this game. All I care about is I literally... I need to double-check the alternate streams, because that might be the first time I actually go over the alternate streams, because if it's not unforgiven and deft the entire game, I'm going to be really disappointed that is the best bot lane matchup in this entire tournament in my opinion you're gonna have two guys that are just gonna be going at each other's throats the entire laning phase and Mm -hmm. um i think deft has the advantage because he's a much better team fighter than forgiven yeah Um, but it is oh it's gonna be so good to watch it, is, it probably shouldn't be legal in most states <laughs> to be allowed to watch this because this is going to be an experience of that nature if you catch my drift. Wink, wink. I mean, for people that enjoy bot lane battles, this is the kind of thing that goes on websites we can't name on a sponsored <laughs> podcast. But it is one of those things. I, I, I'm 99% positive that that is the breakdown that they're doing. I, I think that having Mako instead of Vander does make a big difference. Mm-hmm. I think that Clearlove finally woke up. I loved seeing him gank on like a level three Hecarim, which makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever. It's a terrible idea. I have no idea why he picked the champion. Oh I hated every single Hecarim performance I saw awesome. on Clearlove in the in the summer awesome. playoffs for China. And he said, "Screw it, I'm making it work anyway." And then he did. So yeah, he did. whatever he did, he Sh- made it work. Shows what I know as an analyst. Just the fact that it failed <laughs> twice in in historically bad fashion, I guess, doesn't mean anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, where did you put the line for this game, Walter? I, I put it at EDG minus 500. We, we have some pretty pretty dominant uh, games tomorrow. Yeah. So There should be a lot of blowouts, which means that if there aren't blowouts, 
it's going to be a lot of fun. And if there are blowouts, we might actually go to bed at a reasonable hour for the first time in a long time. Hopefully. For, for us East Coasters, that's a that's a huge potential we, advantage. We might be able to get through all of tomorrow in the time that it took for Cloud9 to beat Flash Wolves today. It's, <laughs> it is in play. I think we could get through six games tomorrow in 72 minutes. I can't, I you, you couldn't wait like 15 minutes to give me the Flash Wolves, uh, the Flash Wolves jokes? Oh, Just hell. a little bit of time really? before I had to acknowledge. You, you didn't watch that game live. You didn't lose 72 minutes of your life to that game live. But, but see, I, oh. I'm going to. Like, I'm no, going to watch gonna it. you're going to watch it at two times speed. No, I'm not. I'm watching it in slow speed because I need to make sure I catch every little moment. Oh, and that's the masochist that, that I am to give the people no. what they want. No. I, I, um, I, I also had EDG at minus 500 for the record. Uh, it is EDG minus 556, which seems entirely reasonable. That puts H2K at plus 350. I wouldn't touch that. Nope. I, 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 don't, I don't think H2K is particularly good. I don't think most of Europe is particularly good. Uh, which brings us to our next game, Albus Knox versus G2. G2 is now sitting at last place in Group A with an 0-2 record. Albus Knox coming out with the victory over CLG. Can, can we have some faith in the Russian team to prove that they are the true European representatives at this tournament? Or do you think that that maybe, just maybe, this was a little bit of a fluky victory? For oh, them? this is this was definitely a little bit of a fluky victory because I think CLG really played down to them. Um, I'm a Syracuse Orangeman basketball fan. And I might have brought up this point before on certain other teams, but the Syracuse Orangemen are notorious for playing down to their competition. If you are bad, they play at your level. If you're the best team in the country, they play up to your level. It's this really weird thing that happens, and I think CLG was was at fault for doing it um, on day three, was they just didn't really respect Elvis Knox, and they just got punished. There, it was. If you go back and you look at it and you take away the names, it looks like a very even game. It looks like mm. the teams are evenly skilled. It looks like the teams are evenly matched. It looks like while there are mistakes that are exploited by both teams, it looks like these are two teams of equal skill levels. Then you put CLG and Albus Noxon in it, and it looks even more like a clown fiesta because everyone's like, oh, Counter Logic Gaming got crushed by an IWC team. And Lickrit made an excellent point in his interview, I think it's with ESPN, Mm-hmm. where he basically says it's not surprising CLG lost to an IWC team. Not that CLG is bad, but the IWC teams have improved massively. Obscurica wrote about it in an article that appeared on, on PvP Live. Like this, These are the two best IWC teams that we have seen at a world championship. Undoubtedly. It's happening in the same world championship, which means that the entire secondary region system has now elevated itself to the point where... Each team has a victory now. I think yeah. there's one more victory coming out of one of these teams. Agreed. Um, so that's going to give them three. And each year they've gotten progressively better. It was one with Kaboom, Kabooming Alliance. It was two with Pain. Now it's going to be three. And honestly, it I think it's time for Riot in Season 7 to really take a hard look at some of these secondary regions and go, okay, well, how can we better represent them? Because it's really showing that the more experienced these teams organizations and these regions get playing with the big dogs the better they're getting yeah and and it comes to the really tough problem that comes with league of legends versus other esports which is that it's so regionalized you know we Mm -hmm. keep 
everyone in this little bubble. Yeah. And we assume that the bubbles are all equally weighted, which is absolutely absurd given how strong the Korean bubble has been compared to everyone else's <laughs> bubble. But, you know, it, there are only two teams that have made it to the World Championship finals since season three when these formal leagues were established. And even if you want to go a year back, all you get to do is add Taiwan. Like as soon as Asian countries actually got access to the game and yeah. had it for more than a couple months before the tournament, yeah, they have dominated. And you look at the gap between these secondary regions like Russia, like like Brazil, you know, even some of the regions that didn't make it, like Leon Gaming, if they were at this Worlds, I think they could take a game off of a couple of these teams. Like, you know, they're wired in a way. A lot of these teams, they're just begging for that kind of experience. And I don't know what it's going to take or what decisions have to be made by Riot in order to expand it out and get us to that point. Mm-hmm. But we really need to reconsider it because... You know, it's it's funny. We make all these jokes about, oh, the gap is closing. And if you look at how Korean teams are doing right now versus everyone else, not really. No, I, well, not the, the gap is the gap is closing in the sense that the top two teams still appear, at least to me, to be Korean teams. And you know, there might be a Chinese team and a North American team in the top four, but that's not a a closed gap so much as a you know, we're we're keeping within the same kind of realm, but we can definitively say the gap is closed between some of the lower tier European and North American teams and the best of the wildcard teams. That I, is definitively I would, closed. I would even say, you know, that the the LMS has has been an excellent wildcard team. Over the course of its history. God damn it. And it's just elevated all of those secondary regions up to the level of, of that of, of North America and Europe. And I mean, look at them. They had a pool A seed this year. Like, great look, job for a wildcard region. Well, Walter, I understand that you're saying these things because you realize I'm not allowed to curse you out on a sponsored podcast. I'm just letting you know that I have so many words that you as an audience can imagine <laughs> me saying right now. I'm going to keep keeping my faith in AHQ. I'll get to my Flash Wolves disappointment in a bit. Uh, but for now, at least, G2 versus Albus Knox, where do you think the line is, Walter? Oh, I, I've, got, I've, got, uh, I've got G2 at minus 600. Yeah, yeah I it hasn't closed that much. Yeah, look, look, at the end of the day, like I, I like Albus Knox. Could they beat G2? Sure. I think G2 has some significant problems. I think everything I said about perks is proven to be 100% correct. And everyone that gave me crap, including you about that, I think I now have to look back and say, huh, no, no. maybe perks is a significant problem after all. No, 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 let's, is, no let's not say that. Let's just, let's just ignore that point. Yeah, let's ignore that let's point. Let's ignore sure. that point. That doesn't, but, uh, that's not really true. But, but for the rest of us that are willing to acknowledge that, even with that said, like Trick still exists. Uh, we still have Sven and Mithy in the bot lane. It's going to take a lot for Albus Knox to get back-to-back victories. Absolutely. Uh, the actual line is G2 minus 667, which puts Albus Knox at plus 400. Which I'm just saying, like, this G2 team might just not be no. good. No, no, no. They're I'm, ta- to... I'm talking you out of it right now. There's let, let, no. Okay, can, can I have 30 seconds for my case? Take, take your 30 seconds. 
Okay, here's my 30-second case. Go ahead. G2 is a team that we have seen before mm-hmm. mentally does so much better when they're ahead. Yeah. All of the series that they've won to this point have been because they've gotten early leads in a series and then been able to dominate a best of five from there. They took two bad losses. Expect looks bad. Perks has been completely out of sorts. I think Kira is playing better than Perks at this tournament so far. I think that their strengths match up well with what the weaknesses are for G2. I think plus 400, there's a little bit of value there. It's in play. It's in play. There, there would be some value there, except I think that Young Buck and Ocelot physically beat their entire team <laughs> this night in uh, in their hotel room, and um, yeah, I don't think they'll let them back into Europe if they lose to Albus Knox Luna, to, you know, later today. That's so fair. I I, just, I will say the the easy counter argument is: Do you really see G two going zero and three in the first three games? And I have a hard time convincing myself of that. As much as I think it would be very funny. Anything is possible at this world championship. Let's just be honest. Anything look, is possible. Look, the vacation meme really just wants to stay alive. Like, We're that's really all happens. I'm getting from this. Like, even if, if they go to Korea, it's still somehow a vacation when it comes to yeah. G2. But we're going to move on to a Korean team that certainly has not taken a vacation. It's CLG versus Rock Tigers. CLG obviously coming off of a devastating loss. The last thing you want to do is lose to a Russian team. But one of the things that you were kind of texting me and, and keeping up with me as you watched the Rocks Tigers today is that you feel like this team has some vulnerabilities here. What did you see in this team that makes you worried about their future? I saw Smed getting camped and dying over and over again. Just it was it was mindless. It was it was literally if you watched the KT versus Samsung series, it was trick coming up, getting into the side bush. Smeb going, I don't think he's there. I, and, and, and there was one where, granted, Trick had perfect positioning in that bush where Smeb threw a shuriken into it. I think it was like the second or third time he died. Threw a shuriken into it, didn't hit anyone because Trick was all the way up against the wall knowing that he's probably going to throw a shuriken. Smeb takes a step back as if pondering going, that didn't hit anything. <laughs> okay, like steps back up into his minion wave to hit a CS, and then trick is boom. It was just, I don't know. I just, it honestly, G two had a really strong hold on that game until Smeb just hit the Mac Daddy of all cannon ults, and it was a fantastic four man cannon ult. Um, but. Kuro worries me slightly. Granted, in this matchup, he's against Huey, but their early game looks awful. I will say, I do want to thank you, Rocks Tigers, because you have justified a statement that I've been saying, I think since Season 4 Worlds. <laughs> Nocturne is back, baby. You oh, got to man. see Nocturne. I was so excited. I was I was fist pumping in the air in the Discord channel, like hooting and hollering, like, yes! As, as someone that has been podcasting oh, with yeah. you for the third Worlds in a row now, <laughs> I can definitively say you have been waiting for Nocturne to finally make his moment on the Cheers, world stage. Mate. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I think that 
you know, just from the the quick highlights that I watched and what I've read, mm-hmm. you know, th- this is what happens when we forget that Faker exists, right? You know, we get all caught up and like, oh, but Smeb looks so great. And he had such a great LCK split, and I still think Smeb is a great top laner. I don't, I don't want to dismiss any of his accomplishments because he had a little bit of a weak laning phase in one game yeah. at a tournament. You know, that that would be silly. Um, and, and obviously he had a great ult to, to end up winning the game for this team. Mm-hmm. But this is the second game in a row now where we're looking at Rox Tigers, and you have to ask the question, why is Rox needing these really almost perfect team fights to win games? Even against Albus Knox Luna, the first 10 minutes were strongly against them. That should not happen. That is not what Korean teams do. This is like we're supposed to, when we look at Korea, we look at teams that are methodical, that have a very clear process as to what to do so they don't allow for these kind of sloppy mistakes to happen so that it's a very, you know, clear cut, you know, start to finish victory. This is what we just saw Samsung do against Royal Never Give Up. And, yeah. and we'll go into more detail on it on Tuesday. But, you know, we have seen Korean teams and, and what we should expect. SKT has put on a clinic in the two games that they put on of exactly how this should work out. And Rox just isn't doing it. And I'm not sure if it's arrogance. I'm not sure if it's nerves. You know, I've heard rumors behind the scenes that maybe this team isn't planning on staying together after this world championship is done, which to me would certainly keep some focus. It would make it hard to, to be at my best at that situation. Obviously, they've had a lot of problems with sponsors and whatever. So I, I don't know what the problem is. I'm not claiming that I do. But I refuse to believe that this is the best version of Rocks Tigers that was possible at this tournament. That's not what we've seen so far. And maybe it's as simple as they need Nofei to just beat it into them after a week and just tell them, like, guys, this is Worlds. I don't care what happens after this. I don't care that you think that these opponents in Group A are not particularly strong, which they're not, for the record. I don't think any of the teams in Group A are at Rox's level. You have to take them seriously. You have to play the best that you can or you run the risk of doing what happened last split, where you gave up wins to the Flash Wolves that never should have happened, and you don't even end up being the top team in your in your group. Mm-hmm. Like that can't happen. This Rocks Tigers team has done too much in Korea. They need to get their act together. The good news is, after a devastating loss by CLG, I think they're in a good place to do that. Where do you think the line is on this game, Walter? Yeah, Ro- Rocks are still pretty heavy favorites to me. I have them at minus six hundred. Yeah, see, I got you know nervous i didn't want to go that high i said minus 500 it is minus 667 that's clg at plus 400 which i still wouldn't take clg in that game i think that's you know it's one of those you know stay aways but at this you know at the same time i i think that we have to wonder you know does rocks really go six and oh in this group the way they're playing right now, I'm not convinced that that'll be the, the case. The problem is the way the other three teams are playing. I yeah. At what point do we say Albus Knox like Albus Knox Luna? Do we say they're gonna have a chance again? Like I just don't <laughs> think so. That's the that's the thing. Like Smed, there's a, the reason people think he's the best player in the world is because yeah, he does make that amazing Kenan ult, which I don't think there's anybody on those other three teams that are gonna make that kind of play in that Agreed. exact moment that they need it with such mm-hmm. a flawless execution. And that wasn't the only one he hit. He hit, like, two more later on in the game that were just <laughs> as perfect. So yeah. I I think they go 6-0 just because the quality of the teams around them are that poor. 
Um, yeah, I mean, but, maybe G2 or CLG have a really great boot camp after a week, and they just figure out, like, what did we do wrong? You know, let's check over the film. Which, by the way, I'm just going to throw this out there. Unpopular opinion. CLG fans, you'll know where to send your hate mail. It's on the video here. If you lose to a wildcard team, I don't want to see you on Twitter that night. I'm, I'm, I really, like, I'm, I'm going to call Six out right now. Six, I think you're a good coach. I think you have the ability to be a really smart mind. I don't want to see you on Twitter after you lose to a Russian wildcard team. It's unacceptable. Like, that, that was an unacceptable loss by your team. You should be in the hotel room, watching film, getting your stuff together. Like, as someone who has coached a team in the past, I can't believe that you found time to be on Twitter and make snarky comments about the spectator client. Like, get your stuff together, man. Get this team ready to go because you just lost to a Russian team that you cannot afford to lose to. You have given G2 a path back into this group. That is unacceptable to me. And now you have to play the Rocks Tigers tomorrow. What in the world are you doing, Six? I, I, I don't get it. I, I understand that there's this habit that personalities, you know, coaches love to be on Reddit. People love, you know, people love to be on Twitter and make these kind of things and whatever else. You have a job to do. You're at Worlds. Do your job. It, it, it shouldn't be that hard. I, uh, that, that's a personal gripe. Again, CLG fans, feel free to send your hate mail my way. But you know what? Honestly, if you're a CLG fan, I think you would have preferred Zix to be looking at film instead of tweeting uh, as well. I don't think that's going to be surprising to you. Um, let, let's just move on because otherwise uh, this podcast is going to be nothing it's but okay. death it's, threats towards it's, me. It's okay. You can send your vitriol about that to, uh, to the Flash Wolves because they <sighs> look... Awful. Can, can I take my take a minute here before take it, I, I turn take this over it. to you? I, I literally have nothing to say about Flash Wolves other than <sighs> we say we say H two K doesn't know how to end a game. Like Flash Wolves had leads in both games that they've played so far and have given them away in just utterly spectacular fashion. So you take your moment. I feel utterly vindicated for not trusting the LMS at all. So. I, well, well first of all, I don't think we should judge Taiwan by one team. AHQ oh, no, has done nope, what am. we should expect from them. Well, of course you are because you wanted to hate Taiwan in the first place. But I, look, I, I, I said at the beginning I thought that AHQ was the better team of the two. I, I thought that Flash Wolves lucked into the number one seed because AHQ threw that series. And I thought that when they were going to be tested on the world stage, I thought Flash Wolves had problems. I did not realize the problems with this severe. This is embarrassing. This is a genuine embarrassment. This is one of the worst pool one performances that we have ever seen. I, I don't even know. I'm, I'm trying to go through my head and think of pool one teams that I can compare it to. I guess you can say like Alliance when LGD? they didn't get out of I, I believe they were. Yeah, LGD, LGD would be the last year. Uh, LGD is probably the most obvious there, one. There that, we go. That's, there that's we go. fair. But I, I mean – at least with LGD, like when they lost, they lost bad. You were just, like, it was like shocking. Oh my God, I can't believe LGD lost. But, you know, it was so clearly defined like, well, LGD just isn't ready for this tournament. Flash Wolves have had two winnable games. It was in their hands. They did everything right. They got cars set up, ready to go. They got Maple in a good position heading into the mid game. They had the towers, they had the objectives, and they're just failing at such simple things. And it's, it's, it's just, it's mind boggling. 
It's just how do you get to the point where you're able to qualify for the world championship and not understand some of the most basic mechanics of what it takes to win a game? Because it's not just the late game. It's the fact that they can't take this mid-game lead and take simple objectives. You know, it, you know, the game one that they lost where they couldn't take the mid-lane tower until like the 45-minute mark. That is atrocious. You know, in this game two, the way they played against Cloud9 – they allowed so many other objectives to get taken across the map before they cleared things that should have easily been in their favor. They just keep leaving all of these openings for teams to come in, and you're playing teams like the rest of the world is too good. If you give them an opening to punish your mistakes, they will take it. You cannot just assume that you are going to win that 68-minute team fight, and all it took was Medios making one lease in play. And Meteos played terribly the entire game. Watching the highlights, watch, you know, seeing everyone's comments, oh, Meteos yeah. looked atrocious. But you gave him so much time that he accidentally won Cloud9 the game. That's where we are now. And honestly, that is unacceptable. It's Meteos. unacceptable for Flash Wolves, and it's unacceptable for Taiwan. It's unacceptable for a Pool 1 team. It's unacceptable for a power region team. It's unacceptable. I'm a wild card team that played the way they did those last two games. I would consider it unacceptable. Even Albus Knox and INTZ have won a game, and they've been able to win when they have those kind of leads. It is embarrassing. It is, it is wow. an absolute embarrassment. Wow. And this is exactly what Obscurica pointed out when he, you know, this, this is the thing, right? Like, you can blame me. I picked both LMS teams to get out of the group. That's on me. I made a mistake. Flash Wolves have clearly shown that they don't deserve any respect on this international stage with the two performances they put out there. I'm still going to keep my faith in AHQ. I still like what AHQ is doing right now, but I am so done with Flash Wolves. And poor Obscurica just mm. keeps getting so many tweets directed at him like, oh, I thought the LMS was going to be good because you told me. And he's like, I wrote an entire article about why I didn't think – <laughs> why I thought this exact failure was going to happen. So don't blame Obscurica. Blame me. Let, you know, let all the hate come my way. I am sorry. I am repenting. This rant is a repentance you. on leading people to believe that Flash Wolves would be a good Pool 1 team. I, there is, I, there is I'm no just absolution. sorry. There is no absolution for this sin, my son. There is well, no. no amount of Hail Marys that you can say. There Baker is nothing. will bring absolution. It'll come in the form of, of there is none for and, you. And beatings. There is none for you, though, my friend. But there definitely is for Flash Wolves. And despite everything that you said, out of any of the potential upsets that might happen tomorrow, this is the one that I think yeah. is most likely to happen. <laughs> Look, Flash Wolves beat Rocks Tigers twice in the group last year. Like They've they beat SK games. twice yeah, at MSI. Like, This is the weird thing, right? Like they, you know, you talk about a team that plays with their opponents. Flash Wolves (laughs) plays with their opponents. Like that has historically been a problem for them. You know, that they just, you know, they played down to Cloud9. They played down to IMA despite these leads. Now, granted, I'm done. I'm done with this team. I'm sinking all of my LMS hope into AHQ, who I genuinely think will get out of that group. I think they are good enough to get out of Group C. I'm done with Flash Wolves. But if they beat skt tomorrow i'm not going to pretend to be surprised i'm just going to throw my hands up in the air and say well it's flash wolves and that's just going to be the end of it i i know that said i think we can both agree that's not where vegas is going to see the odds i don't think vegas is going to give us if you if you do want to gamble on one of the upsets it's going to be this one and you're going to have some fantastic odds 
because uh, I guessed that it was SKT minus 600. And, and I did as well. And the actual line is SKT minus 500, which I thought was rather restrained. Because if it was me, I would make it SKT minus 1,000 because I hate this Flash Wolves team so much because they've given the false hope. But, but I mean, this is the thing, right? If you're not, if you don't care about the LMS or Taiwan or the Flash Wolves in particular, like, like myself, I, if, you're, if you're not a huge Karza fan, then when you look at it, you say, these are two wins that Flash Wolves should have had. Yep. And in an alternate universe, they are 2-0 and right now, and we're having an entirely different discussion. Now, unfortunately, in a six-game group stage, those two losses are going to probably be more than enough to eliminate them from the group. It probably. is very difficult to start 0-2 and then have to play a Korean team. Like they ha- It is a must-win game against Faker tomorrow for Flash Wolves. <laughs> that is not a position I think any team wants to be in in the slightest. But if you do think they might be there, you have the chance to go uh, You know, Flash Wolves plus 325 I mean, it's in play. Flash Wolves has done this before. Let's let's go to the what's probably the game of the night because it's the only game that seems to be close. It's it's not a game between two good teams, but it's a game between two teams that are relatively close in skill level. I don't want to waste any more of my time on Cloud Nine and their horrible pick bans and their horrible macro play and their horrible Lee Sin player. I don't want to waste any more of my life on them. I'm done. I, I'm I at least want to say I'm I, I don't know what happened to Reaper since the last time that we talked. You know, I went on that big rant during the, you know, you know when we saw the draw come in for Worlds about oh, he how deserved coach I of the year. Reaper, he deserved coach of the year. Coach I, of the year. I thought he did. I still think that he did for the regular season. Um, I don't know what happened. No. I don't know if he had a stroke or if he just like like you know, got you know, is suffering from a concussion right now, <laughs> or if the real like, if Reaper just got you know, someone like you know, put a gas mask over him no. and dragged him to the so, side and put so up a Reaper imposter. Here's what happened: his private server with all of his pick band data for Worlds um, was hacked, and then he destroyed his cell phone, which was the only way he could access it with a hammer. See, folks, I can make jokes on both sides of the aisle. There we go. Vote Cthulhu, 2016. I honestly, I think I'd feel more comfortable with Cthulhu <laughs> than I would with either Cloud9 or Imei at the very least. I I feel I, more I comfortable mean, I, with Imei. Imei has shown they can close the game. Have, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm still not convinced by them. And, and maybe it's just because it was a, you know, that Flash Wolves game. But, you know, I'll, I'll put it this way. Every Chinese analyst, the first tweet that came out after that IMA victory was, oh, look, another IMA victory they completely didn't deserve. And having watched so many games and? of them at regionals and at the, you know, in the, in the summer playoffs, like they won series against World Elite. They absolutely did not deserve to win. They, you know, they lost series to a team like Royal Never Give Up when Royal Never Give Up was playing the worst that they did for an entire year. I... I, I, you know, them beating Flash Wolves once when Flash Wolves are playing so badly that I literally took four minutes to talk about how badly I feel about the Flash Wolves right now. Mm-hmm. That's not enough to make me feel good about that. that that's, team. that's totally fine because you know what? All those same LPL analysts were making jokes about, oh my God, I may might actually win this group. So because of how I, yeah. poorly Flash Wolves and Cloud9 look, I don't think they're going to win the group, but they're now my favorite to get out of it. I mean, they could get out of it. I mean, it's yeah. in play, and this game is going to be huge for that. I mean, 
obviously, if you're Flash Wolves, you're hoping that Aimee does win because it's quite possible that, you know, at, at the very least, whichever team wins tomorrow, Flash Wolves have to be desperately hoping that the other team wins a second time around and that they can beat both of them. And there's a three-way tie at two and four. Yep. That's the Flash Wolves' only chance. Yes. And Cloud9 and Aimee are both sloppy enough that it is in play if Flash Wolves gets their act together. I think it's in play that none of them win another game and SKT <laughs> somehow manages to go like 12-0 and 0 in this group. <laughs> I think that is actually a... a, 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 a a I genuinely, it's a I, genuine, I, it's a genuine chance. Like he, they I, could just go twelve and zero, and everyone will be like, "How did SKT go twelve and zero? Oh, because it's I, faker." I'm at, there I'm at go. the point where I feel bad that I was excited about Group B. Like Group B is now a group that I dread watching because it's just three teams that don't know how to close a game, and just an angry faker who's like, "Can we get to the finals already? <laughs> like, can I just grab my world championship trophy and, and get my third skin and win League of Legends, please? If, like, if I eat more broccoli, will you guys just give me a free pass <laughs> to rocks? Like, it, yeah. All, all of that said, where where did you put the light, Walter? I have Cloud Nine at minus one eighty because Western bias, and no one thinks IMA is actually any good, and I think they are better than people are giving them credit for. And Cloud Nine is a dumpster fire that requires Jack to come out on stage afterwards and give Cloud Nine the reassuring father rub of the shoulders and pat add on the back to Medios and go, no, you you did fine, you did great, you 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 see you did it. It took you an hour, almost an hour and a half, but you finally figured out how to pull off an insect. Oh man, yeah. I mean, look, I, I had Cloud Nine at minus one eighty for the exact same reason. I just figured, you know, I, I haven't seen enough from IMA. I thought SKT dismantled them so thoroughly that I I, I didn't put a lot of stock into it. It is actually Cloud Nine minus one twenty five. So it's IMA at minus 105 as the underdog. Oh, I wanted to make money on this game. I mean, you still can. I think minus 105 is fine. It's very it's, it's, little. It's just not great value. It's not the it's value. It's not what I expected. That, yeah, it's not nearly as high as I think we would both expect. But just remember, these lines do move. We are recording this at 3.45 a.m. on Sunday morning. By the time you guys get this at 11 a.m., the unicorn line will have moved a little bit, so maybe things will move. I have a feeling it'll move in the opposite direction. I think I may could be favored by the time the game starts, because I think you're going to get a lot of Western fans that wake up and saw that it took 72 minutes for Cloud9 to beat Flash Wolves, and and look at how many plays that Medio screwed up and say, I don't want to bet on that. It, it, anything is really in play. The most important thing for you, Walter, is that. Despite the fact that we had the two exact points. same line for four or six of these, yeah, you made up a two point difference. So it is now 16 to 13 yeah. after the first week. Yeah. You're within three. That's a good place to be. If you're within three, well, we've got, you know, 24 games to go uh, before we even get to the quarterfinals. I think that's a good place to be. You quaking in your so, boots yet? No. I mean, I'm, I'm not the Flash Wolves. I actually still have potential left, but. You know, uh, in another situation, maybe. I, I, I think that it'll be interesting to see what happens next week because there are so many games that we pointed out here that just feel like sheer blowouts. And I really hope that at least one of these teams surprises us mm-hmm. because any one of these big upsets that we talked about in the first five games 
completely dismantles the group, puts us in the same position that we're looking at in Group D where anything can happen, and that's when World starts getting fun. I don't want to see these clear breakdowns right now where SKT looks invincible and Rocks Tigers just but, can't lose but here's anything. The thing, and, but here's the thing, though. SKT and Rocks are both probably going to get out of, like, are almost assured to get out of their groups. Behind sure. them, it's a train wreck. We don't know which team is going to come out behind them. Even the same thing with the EDG group. Like, EDG just looks a little bit weaker. Like, there is a chance they might not make it out as the number one seed. Well, but, like, I, I every group is life. a cluster. Bleak. I want to see AHQ versus INTZ. I want to see one of these teams win in a dominant fashion. I want to feel good about one of these teams heading into the second. Listen, game. listen. I want to. Can... I want to see Albus Knox or G two social signs of life. I want to see <laughs> Flash Wolves either roll over and die so I can bury them already, or I want to see Cloud Nine or IMA show that they actually deserve to be a quarterfinalist at the World Championship. And and like, you'll see it. You'll see some glimmer and be like, okay, I guess that's the team that's second. And then next yeah. week when they all have to play in one day, we're gonna sit here after two games and go. Oh my God! What's happening? <laughs> Look, the, the, welcome to Worlds. It's a, it's a beautiful, disgusting a, a tournament of, so of good. champions and, and absolute messes, and this, I love every second of it. And I'm so glad. This tournament is is drawing me back. It's slowly chipping away at my hearted resolve that the international is the the best esports tournament of the year. This Look, this tournament's awesome. Every time you it. think you're out, man, they pull you back in. And we hope that we're going to keep you guys in on this podcast. If you enjoyed what you listened to here, you should definitely subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube right now, hit that nice subscribe button on YouTube. It really helps us out. Please leave comments. We read everyone, uh, and we really appreciate the feedback as we're trying to make sure we under, you know, we get the most out of this format possible. Uh, if you are listening audio-wise... Uh, obviously soundcloud.com slash esports rough drafts or on iTunes if you search for the rough drafts podcast on there uh, you can subscribe on both of those places and again we do read all the comments and reviews they really do mean a lot to us so please do do that if you're enjoying it uh, like we said before we are going to be doing our week one recap show on Tuesday there will be no show tomorrow we will be doing it on Tuesday it will be on slingshotesports.com it will be a full recap of the week we may or may not decide to stream it live on Monday night. We're still trying to figure out the semantics of that. Uh, but you know what? You'll find out about that if you follow the podcast at Rough Drafts Pod, which is great for all of the podcast news. Plus, it's great if you enjoy live tweeting. That's where we've been doing all of the live tweeting. It was a little bit later today because I made a choice to make some family time. But uh, I will be back in full swing for tomorrow's games and I might even go back and, as I'm watching the games that I missed today, uh, give you guys some retroactive feedback on the mess that was Flash Wolves versus Cloud9. So definitely subscribe there. And if you want to talk to either of us individually about anything we said on this show, God knows there are some CLG fans that I'm sure want to talk to me after I insulted their head coach. Uh, you can find me at RedshirtKing. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? So you guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. And, you know, I got to go get some some Halloween decorations for the house uh, yeah. this week, this weekend. And I think I'm just going to get a, a, a projector and just mm-hmm. a nice large white sheet. I'm just going to put it on the front of the house with a couple chairs out front. And I think I'm just going to air that Flash Wolves versus Cloud9 game on repeat because I cannot think of anything scarier than having to watch that game 
over and over <laughs> and over. And I, I'm going to stick to the, uh, the Renegades Dignitas game to show that clip and then tell kids as they run up to the house, guess what? They were paid professional <laughs> salaries for this. And they'll go, ah, and run away from your house screaming. <laughs> like, at least you got that going for you there. Uh, that's, I mean, that's my nightmare. But actually, I, I don't know why I said that. I'm living my nightmare by watching the Splash Wolves team every week. We'll see what happens. Uh, enjoy the games tomorrow. And until next time, goodbye, Internet. <laughs>